Good morning, everybody. What's up, Steve and Rachel and Kerry? What's up, Phil? How are you? Oh, what's up, Phil? It's that Phil. Uh, Patricia, what's going on? And Tim McConnell. Hey, Tim. Brian and Jeff and Lloyd and Dave and hey, Ben Perry. You're up early, buddy. Ben Perry's a friend of mine, used to be a friend of Carl's, although you're still a friend of Carl's. He's still alive, right? He's still with us in some weird way. And, of course, friends with Guy Fieri. Ben Perry's a good dude. Out there in Santa Rosa, California. Oh, my, that comment was a little a little racy. He wants me to walk naked to the ocean. What? You don't want to see that shit. Even though I'm doing the DDP, you still don't want to see that shit. <laughs> I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of the DDP as we continue to stay home day after day after day. I'll be honest with you, man. If I didn't have this in front of me, I would be completely stir crazy. I understand the people that are trying to just move on with their lives and uh, and hope for the best that they're not going to get the coronavirus. I get it to a point because life has become just monotonous and boring. How come we don't see you during uh, promotional interviews? I I can put my stupid face on. I'd rather show the view, man. Everyone else looks into the dumb camera and squinting as they're trying to read comments. And I decided to do it this way. I I, I always try to do things differently. Whether it's better or worse, I always try to do things differently. I've always been that guy. That's That's why people are confused by me. They think I'm a libtard because I make fun of Trump, but then they ignore when I make fun of Biden. Ah, God, it's exhausting. I honestly hate the politics. I'm looking forward to sports getting back because I'm so sick of talking politics. I'm so sick of turning on my social media to see what dumb thing Trump did to incite everybody to fire up his base. I'm just so sick of all of it. And then you got Biden, who I don't even know if he's alive at this point. Oh, God, a real candidate to take on Trump would be yelling and screaming from the mountaintops every single day. And Biden pops up every once in a while. Who knows if he's even alive at this point. He's in a basement just eating orange jello. <laughs> And I wouldn't be surprised if it was being fed to him at this point. Oh, God, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. How do you guys do it? How do you fight over your guy every day? How do you do it? How the fuck do you do it? Oh, God, it's exhausting. We all just want to eat eat well and, and go to our stupid jobs and take a vacation every once in a while. Life shouldn't be this tough, my friends. But no, every day. Did you hear what Trump said yesterday? Yeah, I heard what he said. What about it? I think he's a fucking asshole. Well, I think you're a fucking asshole. Oh, yeah, what are you gonna do about it? I'm gonna do nothing, because I'm stuck in my basement writing this. Oh, God, every day, every fucking day. Uh, every day. Some guy was yelling at me because I suggested that that it would be smart to wear masks still. 
and I got a beating. This guy just will, he won't leave me alone. You're easily influenced. Am I? I actually listen to doctors and scientists, and then he's like, that's political. I'm like, what? It's not political? If you don't want to wear a mask, I don't give a fuck. But have respect for the people that want to wear masks. That's all. Oh, this guy's like, it doesn't do anything. I, I don't know. I, I did my research. I, I listened to a whole bunch of different doctors, and pretty much all of them are, are wearing masks and saying, hey, it can't hurt. I mean, it sucks to wear a mask in the middle of summer. We all know that. You want to take that goddamn thing off all the time. Uh, the trolls love me. Yeah, they do, Jason Watson. I get under their skin. I've always had that talent to just get under people's skin. I don't know if it's a good talent or not. I'm not sure if it's a good talent, but it's uh, certainly something I'm very, very good at. Sometimes I'll tweet something that I don't even believe in, and I'll just walk away from Twitter. (laughs) And then I'll go back six hours later to see the mess I started. (laughs) Because in the end, I swear to you, if Trump's reelected, I don't give a fuck. I don't care if Trump's going to be reelected. And I have a feeling he might because I think the protesters are going too far, man. People are just so stupid. They, they see an opening and then they go all in. It's like, no, man, pull back a little bit, you idiot. You're going to fire up the other side if you continue ripping down every single statue you can think of in America. That is not going to help your cause. That's just going to fire up the other side to vote for Trump, you idiots. And now they want to get rid of uh, the Jesus. They want to get rid of the Jesus. The only thing I'll say about that is I always found it kind of weird that the guy, if, if he lived, and I think he lived, I believe he did live, uh, was from the Middle East, and he's portrayed as blonde hair and blue eyes. I mean, I always thought that was weird. But it didn't make me lose sleep at night or anything like that. I just always knew that uh, our history was a bit off in general. But I don't care if Trump's reelected in the end. In some ways, I think it would be good. Because he's so much fun. It's a reality show every single day with this guy. Biden would be a bore. And Biden's not going to help things that much. And honestly, if Biden gets in as president, oh, you'll see me uh, go all in making fun of Biden. No problem. And that's what confuses everybody. I'm not a lefty. I explained that on the last podcast episode. Go back and listen. I lean more right than left, but I also like to just point out stupidity in all its forms. Stupidity. They defaced uh, the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue in Austin, Chris Hamilton. Now I'm all in. Now we're going to have a problem. What, What was the problem with the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue? Or is it just statues in general that trigger these fucks? Because everyone got a trophy growing up. So to them, uh, statues and trophies mean nothing. (laughs) What could have been the problem with the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue? That's in uh, Lady Bird Lake, right? On the other side of Lady Bird Lake. I I rented a bike and I checked out the Stevie Ray Vaughan statue when I was in Austin, Texas. Which is a great, great city. Love Austin. I would live there in a second. Stevie Ray Vaughn does have three names, Tom. You are right. I guess he was a racist in some way. I think at this point, it's easier to list the people that never used the N-word, never did blackface, and never tried to uh, have sex with children. 
Those are the three uh, hot-button topics today. Now Tina Fey, I guess there was an episode of 30 Rock where they used blackface. No one gave a shit at the time. And now Tina Fey's in a complete panic because she's got a, a sweet spot in Hollywood's elite. So now she's begging NBC to take uh, away the blackface episode and erase it from everyone's memory. And then Jimmy Kimmel, who I'm not a fan of because, uh, well, many reasons. He used to do our radio show and then, uh, I don't know, kind of blew us off. So, whatever. They found him saying the N-word in some kind of song parody when he was doing radio back in the day, I think 1996. So now they're trying to cancel Jimmy Kimmel. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if Jimmy Kimmel used the N-word in a song parody for a radio show back in 1996. And you shouldn't care either. If you don't like Jimmy Kimmel, that's fine. But to try to get him canceled over something from 1996 is completely ridiculous. Just like I said about Stern, completely ridiculous. You're, you're looking or hearing a guy that does not like Howard Stern at all. But I also have what's called logic in my stupid brain. And I don't think he should be canceled for blackface bits and saying the N-word 30 years ago. Especially because when he was doing it, he was just trying to entertain his audience. I don't think there was any hate in his heart. Um, and if it wasn't a problem back then, it shouldn't be a problem now. And that should go... Uh, with the Jimmy Kimmel thing as well. If it was a problem in 1996, then so be it. If Jimmy Kimmel did some song parody on his late night show, of course he wouldn't, where he was singing a Snoop Dogg song and saying the N-word, then I could see where culture has changed and that would be a problem. I understand that culture shifts, but you can't go back in time and get people canceled for shit they did in the past. We're all guilty of that. All this... All these social justice warriors, I would love to look into their past and see all the shit they did. They're, they're guilty of all sorts of stuff as well. Uh, bullshit, Eddie Murphy, SNL, enough said. Should we go after Chevy Chase? He famously said the N-word to Richard Pryor on SNL, which was a brilliant fucking bit at the time. Of course we shouldn't go after Chevy Chase, and he's an asshole. God, is that guy a dick. Him and his stupid pink sweater. I'm referring to the the one time we um, we met <laughs> Chevy Chase. I'm trying to remember what TV show it was. I think I think it was Donnie Deutsch had a TV show, and he made the mistake of recording the show in advance. So by the time it was time to air me and Anthony's episode, um, they didn't air it because it was old news, and they that's why the show failed miserably. But we were in makeup. I think it was uh, Donnie Deutsch. God, what a luxury to to try to figure out which TV show I was on in the past. I think it was Donnie Deutsch, though. We were in the makeup room, and um, Chevy Chase was also on the show. And he had a, a dumb pink sweater on, and I'm like, holy shit, that's Chevy Chase. One of my favorite movies of all time is Caddyshack. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, I got to say something. So I just decided to go with a, a simple hello. Now... Who am I compared to Chevy Chase? I get it. But we're on the same TV show. So I'm thinking, I think this is more than acceptable to say hi to a fellow guest of this TV show. Chevy Chase looks my way. No, he didn't even look my way. That That's what makes the story even better. He ignored me like I never spoke. And I don't think you should do that to anybody, obviously. If someone says hi to you, you should be saying hi to them back, even if you're a Hollywood movie star and you're just some schmuck from Staten Island, let's say. But in this case, we were both on the same TV show. 
And he couldn't even give me the time of day to say hi back. So fuck Chevy Chase. Eventually, they're going to show the N-word bit that he did with Richard Pryor. And once again, you know, he gets a pass. He should get a pass. Yeah, fuck him and his cleft chin. There you go. Tony Ann, I think it says. Uh, Chevy and Howard. Both dicks, Seth F. Foster. Uh, Yeah, I guess they are going after Uncle Ben's rice. I talked about that. Or at least they're trying, but I think... I think uh, I think the people are calming down a little bit because they realize how delicious rice is and so easy it is to make and how cheap it is. So they're like, oh, man, why are we fucking with our rice? <laughs> I don't know. I love my Rachel. I think most hardcore comedians will tiptoe for now or go quiet for a bit, but they will come back. In these times, this is where comedy is very, very important. You need those guys. But I know I've talked to a few of them, and they're scared shitless. They're scared shitless of the coronavirus because, you know, D.L. Hughley dropped on a stage. Uh, And by the way, they weren't practicing social distancing in that club. They were trying to get away with something. And D.L. Hughley, in the middle of, I think, a minority joke or something, he passes out. And then you know the story. He was tested in the hospital. They thought he had exhaustion. And they said, you know what, let's test it for the coronavirus anyway. And uh, he tested positive for it. That's fucking scary for all comedians out there. And now he's in self-quarantine in a um, hotel for the next 14 days in, I think, Nashville, right? Nashville, Tennessee. So, But we need comedy more than ever. There's just so much craziness going on in this country. They're talking about Mount Rushmore now. They're talking about defacing uh, Mount Rushmore. It's crazy, man. I'm all for the Black Lives Matter thing, but I I don't know who's pushing this too far. Like I said, you push this thing too far... You're going to lose. You're going to wake up the other side and all the progress that uh, you're able to get is going to go away or a lot of it. Settle down, people. Settle down. Let's relax a little bit and calm down and see where we're at. You keep going too far and that's that's no bueno. That's never going to work. The all or nothing thing is never going to work. Both sides go for the all or nothing thing. It's not going to work. We're eating ourselves alive in this country. Other countries are laughing at us as we fight over our politics day after day, splitting this country in half. It's the stupidest thing we could do as a country. we got to focus on the things that bring us together, not the stuff that separates us. God, is that the most logical thing? It means nothing, though. Everything we know or accepted from comedy will fall by the wayside. The same thing happened a few years ago, and comedy never recovered. This country has never been this divided, whether publicly, whether... uh, Sorry, bro, the the fucking glare on this phone sucks. Uh, Whether politically or racially, that's what I was trying to say. All right, Steve. Yeah, right on, buddy. I love the Blue Chew. Boy, do I love the Blue Chew. I don't need the Blue Chew. But I love the Blue Chew. Every once in a while when I'm feeling a little, uh, like I want a little extra, I reach for the Blue Chew. Guys, now you can increase your performance and get the extra confidence in bed. It's BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. 
Uh, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. That's right. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is made in the USA. It's prescribed online by licensed physicians, so you don't have to go to the doctor or wait in line. It's even cheaper than a pharmacy, by the way. And they'll prepare and ship it right to you in a discreet package because they know we all have the nosy neighbor. Oh, what's in the box? Oh, it's none of your fucking business. No awkwardness, and you don't need to leave the house. If you could benefit from more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. And right now, we got a special deal for you. What a boner. Like, you know, not a eh, but a eh. Then listen up. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E. Just pay the $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com. Promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E, to try it for free. BlueChew, the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And if you want this podcast to continue being free, support the sponsors. Get a boner now. Thank you, BlueChew.com. Yeah, I think um, I've never seen it before in my life that comedians are really, truly scared in the past. And I don't blame them, man. It, it's it's just a tidal wave of bullshit that's going on and uh, comedians being attacked. And they're being attacked by their own, which is so fucking stupid. God, it's the dumbest thing. You guys got to stick together no matter what. But uh, in the past, when all this craziness has happened in our country, comedians have strived Hey, Wayne Boo Atkins. He goes, hey, I'm running late. Right on, buddy. How are you, man? I called it years ago. Yeah, we talked about all this stuff a long fucking time ago, man. <laughs> Michael Richards fucked it up. <laughs> Good old Michael Richards. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> you know, I talked to a bunch of black comics, and they said if Michael Richards was funny that day, it wouldn't have been as bad. But he had such a terrible set, and then he got mad at hecklers, and then he just went all in, screaming the N-word, trying to say it was part of his act. Oh, that was an epic fail, as the kids would say, if they're still saying that. Jeff Ross is scared. Well, um, I don't know who to believe on the Jeff Ross thing, Evan Weiss, but girl came out, basically said when Jeff Ross was 33, she was 15, they uh, had a sexual relationship, and that Jeff Ross actually raped her while she was sleeping or something like that search out the jeff ross statement about it he says it absolutely did not happen and what you're looking at is mental illness in full display um he went all in with a statement and basically said look i'm gonna have to sue um but this is more about mental illness than anything else and he denies all those charges that hit today on on the old twitter when they come after Brian Regan, we will know the world has ended. That's a great comment. Uh, Brian Regan might be the only comedian that is safe unless people get triggered because because he says stuff like, the big yellow one is the sun. I wouldn't want to be a comedian in these times. First of all, you got to be scared that you're going to get the coronavirus as you start traveling again. And those guys are going to have to travel. That's their livelihood. You know, most of them have a podcast, but most of the podcasts don't do well enough to give them a, a good living. So they're going to have to go on the road. They're going to have to risk getting the coronavirus. And they're going to have to risk people coming after them, too, for all the stuff they say in a stage. It just amazes me because 
in my dumb world of radio, I always thought that I was safe because I had a microphone in front of me. I always thought that the listeners assumed that we were trying to be entertaining and that we were entertainers. And the microphone allowed us to be safe to pretty much say and do anything except for stuff that broke the FCC rules. The FCC rules have been thrown out the window a long time ago, although regular radio still has to follow the FCC regulations. But to us, man, you you brought up in radio, uh, studied the FCC regulations. As long as you don't break those rules, they left you alone. And then slowly but surely, these minority groups started coming after you. Oh, this guy did an Asian accent. That's not okay. We got to fire him. Wait, did this guy just make believe he's a black guy and say the n-word on the radio that's not okay anymore and they just they just completely ruined radio and that's why satellite uh radio got so big because satellite radio didn't have to follow the fcc regulations and they also didn't give a fuck about the minority groups as much at first and that's why satellite radio took off that's why everyone ran to podcasting that's why that's taking off the fact is, Joe Rogan is way more popular than Howard Stern is. And it's got to be driving Howard Stern absolutely nuts. Rogan has a bigger audience, and Rogan gets way more press than Howard Stern. But then again, Joe Rogan pissed me off the other day. He had Bill Burr on, and they were talking about wearing masks. And uh, he was making fun of Bill Burr because Bill Burr was basically saying he wears, you know, a mask. And uh, Rogan was more or less hinting that he's a pussy for wearing a mask. And uh, Bill Burr's basically saying, look, I'm following the doctors and the scientists and the CDC, which I think is the smart thing to do here. And for some reason, Joe Rogan's fallen into that whole trap of making the uh, mask political. You want people to walk down the street with a mask on? Let's not start this, John. Do you, though? Let's not start this. Okay. Let's, let's start it. I, I don't want to start this bullshit. I'm not going to sit here with no medical degree, listening to you with no medical degree, with an American flag behind you, smoking a cigar, <laughs> acting like we know what's up better than the CDC. All I do is I listen. I watch the news once every two weeks. I'm like, mask or no mask? Still mask? All right, mask. That's all I give a fuck about. And then, man, I did a little research on Joe Rogan. He's doing that to Bill Burr. And, uh, and, and and making fun of, in general, the people that wear masks out there. Do you know that every single person that goes on Joe Rogan gets tested for the coronavirus? So it's easy to sit in his seat and make fun of people that wear masks to protect themselves from the coronavirus when you know damn well before that person sat down across from you, you know he doesn't have the coronavirus. And I, I think that's fucking uh, hypocritical, don't you think? And most people don't know that. And, and it, it took just researching it online, I don't know, maybe five or ten minutes and I found that. You know, Rogan's so popular, makes so much fucking money. And I, I remember those days, you know, when you're popular and making a lot of money, you could pretty much get anything done. So he easily gets the, uh, the tests. And every guest has to get that test done before they sit down on the Joe Rogan experience. But with that said... Rogan is where it's at, and Howard Stern, not so much, and that is the truth. Very hypocritical. I think it is, Britt. But let me tell you something. I think it was Anthony Kiedis. I interviewed him a million years ago in Boston before a Red Hot Chili Peppers show. And uh, I remember one of the members of uh, Aerosmith was there backstage, by the way. And (laughs) 
the drummer, I forgot his name, uh, Brad, right? Is Brad the drummer? Whatever. And his kid was there. And I remember his kid was uh, shell-shocked, basically, that Anthony Kiedis and the Red Hot Chili Peppers were there. Obviously, he brought his kid to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And this guy was all about seeing Anthony Kiedis, and he was freaking out. And his father was like, who gives a fuck? Do you know who I am? And the kid didn't give two shits about his father as far as the fame goes, but cared way more about Anthony Kiedis. But we sat down, we talked to Anthony Kiedis, and he said something that was so beautiful that day, which I believe is the truth, and it's going to be shocking because people don't want to go down this road. He said that everyone in this country uh, is a hypocrite and is a racist. Yes. And I thought that was shocking at the time. But over the years, I realized, oh, my God, I think we all are hypocritical. And I think we're all racist. It just depends on the degree of uh, both those things, obviously. That makes you either a really bad person or someone that kind of just skates by. Oh, look at that. Lou says, of course. And this, uh, Britt says guilty. There you go. That's the reality of it. I think I said the N-word only once in my life. I probably said it more. Who am I kidding? I never said it with hate in my heart, though. And the famous story, you know, when I was playing basketball, it's worth telling again, I guess, because the times are are such. But I was playing basketball with my really good friend, Gary. And because I was a decent basketball player, I, I hung out with a lot of the brothers and went to a lot of basketball camps and hung out on the other side of the tracks in Green Lawn, which wasn't that scary. You know, it sounds kind of brave, but it wasn't that scary. So I kind of felt like I was kind of in, if you know what I mean. And I passed the ball to Gary. He shoots what would now be called a three-pointer. Back then, we didn't have a three-point line. So I turned to Gary, and I said, nice shot, N, but said the word. And uh, next thing I know, I was on my back on the floor. He punched me so fucking quickly. And this was a friend of mine. And I learned a valuable lesson that day. I'm like, oh, boy, they don't like that word. Even if you mean it with uh, love in your heart. I went, oh, boy. (laughs) And then fast forward, you got every kid in high school just throws that word around like it's the word the. And now if you even try to sing a rap song with the N-word in it, now that's a problem. I don't get it. I can't keep up. People are getting in trouble. Because they'll, th- they'll be on TikTok or Instagram or on their Facebook and they're singing the lyrics of a rap song that have the N-word in it. And people have been fired over this. I, I can't keep up. I think if you have a, uh, a movie that has the word in it and you love movie quotes or uh, your favorite artist has a song with the N-word, <laughs> then you should be able to say it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Of course, don't make eye contact as you're doing it, though. I think that's the line. (laughs) Jesus. Man, I got to say, the Trump rally, kind of funny that TikTok fucked them over. You probably know now that they had some kind of TikTok campaign and made it look like they were going to have a million people down in Tulsa and the White House. I would laugh at this if it was Biden. So don't don't think I'm laughing because it was Trump. And then uh, the White House, they had an overflow area with a stage and bulletproof glass and 
Trump was going to go outside to talk to the overflow crowd, which they were assuming would be tens of thousands of people. And then he had the he would have the full arena of the 19,000 people. And it turns out that TikTok had this massive campaign to basically show the White House that there was going to be over a million people in Tulsa for the uh, the rally. God, I laughed myself silly. And then he's sitting there in the arena. I have faith in humanity because I think more people were scared than not. And he only had, I think, 6,500 people, I believe, in a 19,000-seat arena. That gave me a little hope that people are taking it seriously. Because, you know, people still love Trump. I mean, his base still loves him. But that showed down there in Tulsa that they're like, man, I would love to go to a Trump rally, but I, I do not want to risk this for me and my family. And then that video of Trump getting off the helicopter on the White House lawn, walking across with his... Um, his uh, red hat in his hand and uh, his tie undone and he's walking across the lawn and he looks uh, dejected. I got to say, man, that was, I think, one in the morning. I think you were just looking at a guy that was just exhausted and tired. But then the media made a big fucking deal about it. Like, look, he knows he knows uh, it was a bust in Tulsa and he's just looks, uh, you know, dejected as he walks back to the White House. I think it was just, he was exhausted. It was a long fucking day. I mean, the guy is in his 70s. The exit video is priceless. You're laughing, Wendy Jill Lake. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was kind of funny. What made it really funny, a bunch of people went with the Curb Your Enthusiasm music as he's walking across the lawn with the mega hat in his hand. So it was kind of funny. You think he's got the Rona? I'm surprised he doesn't have the Rona at this point, considering he's not taking it seriously at all. Makes me suspicious, though, that maybe there's a cure. And the most powerful, influential people in the world are the only ones that have the cure so far. Where's my conspiracy people at? How the fuck does he not have it? It's crazy. Tom, he says, not many are able to sit at the desk of the Oval Office. It's, it's a life-draining job, 100%. Over the years, they've shown uh, presidents first day in office, last day in office. And even though sometimes it's eight years, that's a long eight years for these guys. And then you fast forward a year or two after they're out of office, and it seems like they gain a few years back and start looking a little younger again. Yeah, Tommy, you stay safe as well. Hey, Travis, thanks. Love you too, buddy. Gonna cut hair and avoid the Rona. My God, man. Wait till you see what my hair looks like. Oh, God. I'm, I'm not there yet. I can't go and get a haircut. Someone in my family is going to get their teeth cleaned. I, I All I said was, you're way braver than me, man. Fuck my teeth. Fuck my hair. I am not ready to take those chances. My brother reached out. He goes, you want to do a social distancing barbecue this weekend? And even that, I, I wrote him back. And this is going to show where I'm at. I understand. I said, uh, I go, Scott, I, I don't know what to do. Obviously, we, 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 we're desperate to be uh, socializing again. But I don't know what to do. And I know there's a bunch of you listening to this right now. You're probably elbow to elbow in bars and restaurants by now. I'm just not there yet. I ain't turning the phone around, Gail. I'll do it soon, though. Because you got to see my ridiculously stupid long hair. It has kind of a feathered look, a la, I don't know, 1979. And then um, I'm going to uh, 
shave the the head. By the way, the beard is gone. I woke up one morning. I looked like I was a general during the Civil War, and I, I I looked at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, "Oh my God!" And it didn't help that my neighbor called me Santa Claus, so I shaved that shit. And I didn't want to make make it a big deal on social media. I'm like, you know what? You look fucking ridiculous. So I got rid of that. But I'll show you the hair. It's it's really dumb looking. Yeah, I have my hair. I have most of it. The problem is I have too much hair on the sides. Really, it's just ridiculously thick on the sides. And then I got like a kind of like a, a very uh, long, thin triangle on the top that's thinner than the sides. I'm able to kind of do a slight... I don't want to say the word comb over, but I'm able to I'm able to finagle up there a bit and get away with it. So I'm not to the point where I'm actually doing a comb over or anything like that. A man bun? <laughs> the stupid man bun. When I see a guy with a man bun, I turn around and walk away. I think nothing interesting is gonna happen with this dude. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, I got surfer hair. All right, guys, I'm babbling. Thank you. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>